What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook, and this week I'm back with part three of my four-part series about wellness businesses, where I'm having a conversation with Kate Stillman of yogahealer.com and Rachel Cook of yogipreneur.com. And in this week's conversation, we're talking about exchanging value with the marketplace, aka getting paid. Now, I know money can bring up lots of issues, especially when we're running a more heart-centered business that's aligned with our passion. We can start to feel like, oh, do I really want to charge for this? How much should I charge for this? Is it okay to charge for this? All these feelings come up around it. And we're going to be talking about that in today's episode. Now, I just want to remind you that if you haven't taken it already, I've got a free five-day blog challenge available on my website at wellpreneuronline.com slash challenge. And during the challenge, over five days, you just sign up and I'll deliver it to your email every day. And what you're going to learn is exactly how to create content that your ideal clients will love and share. So if you've been blogging or you're thinking about blogging and you're just not really sure what you're going to write about, or you're just hearing crickets and you're not not really getting people to engage with you, I definitely suggest taking the challenge and figuring out what are those topics that they really want to hear about. So again, that's available at wellpreneuronline.com slash challenge. Okay, now let's jump into this conversation with Kate and Rachel about getting paid. And we're back. This is Kate Stillman with yogahealer.com. And I'm here with Amanda Cook of wellpreneuronline.cook and her soul sister, <laughs> not biological sister, Rachel Cook of theyogipreneur.com. And we're here doing this, this wellness career coaching type podcast series. And so if you're just chiming in, that means you missed the first two episodes, which were on the first one was on competition versus collaboration. And we're trying to actually demonstrate uh, how much fun it is to collaborate that we have more in common with each other than with most of the other people in the world. Um, And that is fun to hang out, even though at first we may have been like, oh, she's doing what I'm doing, right? We may have had that little like thing that can happen when we're in a competition mindset instead of a collaboration mindset. So that was audio one. And uh, the second lesson was on getting seen and, and heard. Not really a lesson, conversation that you may have learned something from. This third conversation that we're having is on what I call exchanging value in the marketplace. I really like that phrase because it, you know, a lot of us are like, I want to make more money, which is really all about you and not really about those who you're serving. And so what this phrase exchanging value in the marketplace to me is all about is like, if we do want to more make more money, how indeed are we going to exchange more value? So that's my kickoff for this topic. I love this topic. And I have to say, I had been hesitant in the past to really dive into this one simply because I'm not a money mindset coach, you guys. <laughs> like I really have never had a problem getting paid for the work that I do. So I really struggled for a while with talking about this with my community. 
But I started talking about it a couple of years ago. And what's funny is there's a post I wrote on my blog at theyogipreneur.com. And it's like 30 ways yoga teachers can make more money. And that has been one of the top 10 blog posts I've ever written for like four years in a row. (laughs) So this is something people aren't talking about, but they're thinking about it because it's causing a real big challenge for them and their own business and how long they can continue doing this types of work. It's so important to make sure that you're able to get paid. But I love what Kate shared about exchanging value because I think one of the biggest challenges for a lot of especially yoga teachers, but I also see it with health coaches or other holistic healthcare practitioners, is they're only focused on what their hourly rate is instead of the real value that they're providing in a bigger picture to their clients. So can we kind of jump off from there? Like the difference between focusing on an hourly rate and what does it really mean to focus on providing value and how does that differentiate? Yeah, I mean, what... Sorry, man. I'm just not going to let you talk at all on this one. I'm just going to jump right, right. We're, we're just, no, I'm, I'll just eat my chocolate. Yeah, it's just the chocolate that you can't share <laughs> virtually is driving me nuts. Um, is that now? I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, I no, just kidding. To speak to that, Rachel. To me, it's like results. Mm-hmm. What results are you going to get someone? Because like when I go buy something, it's because I want I want what it does, right? Even if I buy like an e-course online, I want the promise of the course. And I usually want to get there in a way that's enjoyable, easy and fun, right? So if you're like me and you might be different, you might want to, you might have different words about how you want to experience something. And that's how you should get people to the results that you're providing. So if you're not clear, and, and a lot of people in this way, they're like, Oh, but I do. There's so many results. There's so many things I do. And it's like, well, if we can get really clear on like what if we can start to quantify what we do, then we can actually create a realistic. We're basically productizing our services at that point. Yeah. Right. And we're saying like, here's this thing and it does this and this and this and it costs this much money. And you should expect this and this to happen in this period of time. So if we can shift to that, which is a huge shift from the like, oh, come schedule a private or a consult or whatever, and I'm $100 an hour or whatever, right? It's like, it's, and it's like, well, what am I going to get for that? Oh, well, we're going to yeah. sit down and we're going to talk and you're going to, right? Well, it's just really different. It's not necessarily going to get the person out of back pain. It might give them a plan to get out of back pain, but then they leave and it's a plan, right? Yeah. They're not out of back pain yet. Well, so I froze, I froze there for a little bit. So sorry if you said this, but I think a lot of times, like, especially with health coaches, well, I guess any sort of wellness practitioner that's doing, I work with people that do a lot of talking kind of therapies too, like coaching and stuff like that. And you just think about, well, there's going to be six sessions. And in these six sessions, we're going to blow. And they talk about all the stuff and you get a worksheet and you get this and you, but that is not what the person really cares about. That's not the value, right? It's the actual transformation. And just having a transformation of like, you're going to be empowered to live your most vibrant life. Like, what does that mean? Exactly. What does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean? Like, are, like, that is not the thing you have to get back to when you're going to sell something is what, it's not what, oh, here's, I love this one. It's not what you want to sell. It's what does that person think their problem is? It's not what you know their problem is. Like, they Hmm. might think, What's a good one? Let's see. Like they might have, they might be having horrible skin with like lots of acne or something. And so, and you know that what they really need is to eliminate dairy products and switch to a plant-based diet, right? But if you pitch your service as that, nobody is going to buy it because they don't know that's the problem. And so what you need to sell is a package that's going to clear up your skin. 
and they're going to get like smoother skin and softer skin and have saved money on beauty products and like all this stuff they're going to get. They don't care that it's six sessions with two worksheets and like a Skype call like that doesn't matter. Right. And so I think it's really thinking about like to that person that you're selling to, what do they perceive their problem as and how is that impacting their life? Like, how do they value that? And then price it based on that, not on like how many Skype sessions you have. I love this. And it's so tying back into the last conversation we had where we talked about problems and why understanding the problems are so, so important and not just helping you get known, but helping you get paid. Because for example, you know, here's the thing. If, if somebody's coming to you and all you can offer them is, well, I have this package of this many sessions, you're not giving them the information they need to, cut, to really understand what the price point is based on other than how much your hourly rate is. You know, so the, the immediate default is checking out your price, which also means the immediate secondary default is, well, compare this to everybody else. If you're focused on a problem, like the whole problem skin thing, because I've had that problem <laughs> and dairy eliminating actually worked for me. So again, you keep, it's like, you know me, maybe we are related. <laughs> well, <I've, laughs> We're just but, so intuitive. <laughs> <laughs> but so for example, I mean, if you're focused on that problem, here's all the things that you've previously spent money on trying to deal with this. You've probably gotten medication, a prescription medication from a doctor. You've probably been on rounds of antibiotics. You've probably spent a crap ton of money on cosmetics trying to cover it up. You've probably put your skin through hell with all this chemical stuff on your face and you have spent money. I mean, I would estimate that somebody with that problem has already spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars trying to fix this problem. And now you're not comparing prices based on their hourly rate. Now it's like, okay, what have you done in the past to try to fix this problem? And they're going to tell you all these things. And you're like, okay, wow, you've spent a lot of time and energy and money just trying to fix this. But here's the thing. There's another approach. And then suddenly they're, they're comparing something completely different. What is that called? The anchor is completely different. It's not hourly rate. It's what you're actually focused on. Yeah, this is huge. And that was eloquent. This part of it, you guys, the exchanging value, right? So now see how it goes both ways. So now we actually know what result they need how devoted are we going to be to helping them get that result? And that's where we really have to pause. I mean, if this is someone I can get a result for, and, and, and I know with all of us, like we do a lot of work with people and some of it is uh, taxing to us, you know, emotionally, really more than physically at this point, because we just talk, but it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this person needs to, like, they're going to need to learn this and then they're going to need to learn that. And then they're going to do that. And then Blah, blah, blah. I have programs where I have other coaches supporting people in certain ways. So, okay, I'm going to have to, you know, increase my coach's hours with like this person for them to learn to really just really being honest with where they're starting. Take this person with a bad skin. Maybe she meets it's McDonald's three times a day. Maybe she doesn't go to a gym or work out or exercise at all. Maybe her husband's an alcoholic, right? Like if we really take the person into account and what they want is clear skin. Right. And we really take it down like what are maybe some of the stages to getting them to clear skin? What are maybe some of the, the side benefits that they may also experience? What are some of the biggest obstacles? But for me to get them either through some of these stages or the whole way to the end of the road of like clear skin without a doubt. And it's not going away and it's not coming. It's, it's not going away. It's not coming back. Right. For us to do that, then we really can sit and say, like, honestly, within myself, like, what am I willing to do this for? Just knowing what it's going to take. And then we can come up with a number that's like, yeah, you know what? I can totally show up for that number. I can do, I I am, this is such, I'm going to do this in the best possible way that I can. And that's how I exchange value in the marketplace. If that's like a, yep, this is the number, then 
I'm committed to their transformation because I know exactly what I'm getting paid for. And I'm 100% energetically fluid with that exchange. Because have you ever had the situation, and this happens to loads of clients and I've done it too, where in the beginning, you're not charging enough. And then you get locked into working with this client for like six months. And a couple months in, you just start thinking, I am just not being paid enough. And you start to inside resent the client because you start to dread every session because you keep coming back to, oh man, I'm only getting paid like, you know, if you calculate it out, like (laughs) however, some little amount for the session. And then you're not showing up in your best way for the client either. And they're not, they're going to sense that in some way. And it's just weird. And so I, you know, I recommend that when you're pricing, especially one-on-one work, like you need to really think through, like it is not ever just the sessions. Like I know when I have one-on-one clients, I'm always thinking about them. I'm thinking about them in the shower. I can't help it. Like not in a weird way. (laughs) Don't worry, not in a weird way, but like, Oh my what God. do I do with my own business, right? Like yeah. an idea will just appear to me and I'll just think about them. And so, so it's not just those sessions you have. So you need to price it in a way that you're giving up some of your mental energy and like that that's okay. And so what I always recommend if you're just starting out is that you start with short packages. Like don't commit somebody to like a one-year program or even a six-month program necessarily as your first client at a super low price because you might shift with that. And so you might want to start with shorter programs so that you can kind of like get through some clients and kind of adjust your prices. And once you understand actually what the effort involved is so that you can really get aligned with that. Yeah, it does take a little bit of trial and error. And I will say that like everybody's kind of where they feel most comfortable with the price points and everything. It varies based on so many different things. You know, some people live in very expensive cities where the cost of living is a lot higher. So they're not going to be okay with a price point that's just not even going to pay their bills. Whereas somebody who has a simpler life in a less expensive area, you know, they might be okay with that. And that kind of stuff is something you have to consider. But I totally agree with what you just said, I mean, especially when you're beginning. Because when you're beginning, you're kind of just picking a number <laughs> a little bit out of thin air based on what you think. And it's not until somebody actually pays it that you have confirmation that you're anywhere close. And then you can start moving up and down from there. And I think it comes back to though, again, the whole value exchange piece, what is it really worth to them to fix this problem? Like what would they actually pay to solve this problem? And then putting in place boundaries around how you're going to help them solve that problem. I think that's another part of the pricing equation and why a lot of people start to get resentful is because they're only thinking about like, yes, they're only thinking about the time that they're spending live with you in person or on the phone, but it's all the other little things in between that start to add up. So you have to really think about both sides of that. Like how much time am I putting into this? What type of energy is it going to take for me? But are they willing to pay that? And if they're not willing to pay that, if I'm completely off base or whatever, like how can I find a better match here between what they need and what I need in order to make this happen? But that's where group programs can come in too, right? And I think that's what's so brilliant about those is like, if you're going to grow a scalable business, there's only so many one-on-one clients you can have. Like it just takes up all your so much energy and time. And so if you really want to grow, I mean, even if you don't want to grow something that's hugely scalable, just think about your life. Like maybe you want to be spend time at home with your kids. You don't want to be seeing clients five days a week, eight hours a day. And so there's only a certain amount of people you're going to be able to help. And I think offering a group program is something you could do to help more people at a lower, more affordable price point too. 
and scaling it, finding the steps within there, like scaling it into steps, right? So if it's like mm-hmm. A to Z is this, and I, I've, I've done this so many times, you guys, I mean, I've been creating online products for so long, right? So it's like, oh, wow, that step's really, really big. And then what happened is I had to build in smaller steps underneath it. So that yeah. if someone was just really starting, it's like, here, just do like this year, just do this little one month e-course with me twice. And then you'll be ready for this nine month course. And then you'll be ready for this 15 month course. Right. <laughs> and then after that, you can work with me one on one if you want. And it's yeah, and that's actually not really one on one. It's in a really small group. Right. But it's and that might be down the road for a lot of you. But then others of you listening, you might really see like, oh, I'm just actually the person's not really wanting that that big or long of a experience right now. They just need that first A to B instead of the A to B, B to C, C to D. They just, you know, like the A to D thing is too big. It's just A to B. And that can that can lower the price point. It could be in a group too or or one-on-one. Yeah. And I just want to add on to that because I think all of us are at the situation now where we have different offerings before people work with us. So people working with us is like the highest level highest price point offering that we have because it's our time. And then we have group programs or on-demand programs or whatever. But, and this is just totally my personal, my personal opinion. You guys might disagree with me. I think the best way to learn what needs to go into a group program and what needs to go into your first ebook or any of those types of things is to work one-on-one and figure out those steps, figure out your process to get them that result. Because sometimes you might think you know, but you just don't 100% know until you've worked with like a handful of people. Yeah. Yeah, Like what are the nuances here? Like I think it's going to take six steps and I think I can get them there in this amount of time. But then you start working with them and you realize, okay, here's where they get stuck. Here's where I really have to dive deeper because it's a bigger problem than I thought. You know, and this is all part of like Kate said, productizing your service. It's making it repeatable. And the more you can make it repeatable, the better results you'll get. And the more you'll be able to really charge for it because the value is so much clearer and you'll get such amazing testimonials and case studies and people getting exactly what you promised them. So I think that's a huge thing just to start with is what's the result you can get them and then figure out what are the steps I need to take them through in order to get that result and start working with that, start building on that. And then suddenly your group program, will it will literally show up for you because you're going to hear the same things over and over again. And then you're like, okay, now I know how I could teach this and record it and it could translate with the group. Yes. And, and I've had good luck for the people that have done a lot. have already established themselves as a, you know, they're, they're not new. They've been working in the field for 10, 15 years or five, even five to 15 years that they can start, they can do that process with a small group as well, but they look at it as a prototype. They look at it as a beta program as like, okay, we're, this is what we're going to do. Cause I've worked with so many people over so many years, not with this exact process. And that's a lot of what we do in signature system is that is they, they launch that beta and then they refine it based on reality. So I want to shift gears here, unless Amanda, you have something that you need to say in this particular component. No. So what I want to say next with this exchanging value in the marketplace, I want to direct the conversation to the people that do want to double, like they're really like, you know, maybe they're at 50K and they want to break six figures, or maybe that they're 100K and they want to go to 200K, or maybe they're at $15,000 and they're hustling as a local yoga teacher and they want to make $30,000, right? So, you know, for any of those price points, there's a lot of things that, that come up, right? I mean, I notice that every, I've been in constant growth the whole time. So I notice that there's just different, there's, I have different ceilings that have a lot of different components to ceilings. And, and I've worked a process to continually break through ceilings, right? 
So I'd love to hear too about just from you guys with what happens here when people are really like, oh, I want to, I want to double. Yeah. Well, I think it kind of plays off of what Rachel was saying before about looking at systems and how can you turn, how can you take what you're doing and turn it into like, how can you leverage that into a repeatable system that doesn't necessarily require you? Because if you're looking to double based on one-on-one work, you can't really, unless you double your prices, which is an option, actually. Oh, no, you totally can. Like, right, those guys who charge $25,000 a person or whatever, like you can, you can scale a million dollar business on private coaching if you're driven to, there's people doing it. But for most of us, not everybody out there listening is probably comfortable doing that or or lifestyle of of working all the time with with one-on-one people. And so then you need to start thinking, okay, well, how can I take my knowledge and how can I make this easy? How can I scale it? So you have to just keep looking at these things that don't necessarily have you as the bottleneck in them. And those are the kinds of programs that then that can scale for you. And you can still do some one-on-one coaching on the side. I mean, as part of your business. But the stuff that's really going to scale is something that needs to kind of be automatic without too much of your involvement in it. Yeah. And I think this is where, what did I read recently? Maybe it was in Forbes. The average millionaire has at least seven income streams or revenue streams. And I think this is something that people in our industry can really learn from because as you advance in your career, your time becomes worth more. Your expertise becomes worth more. Every time you go and take another training, every time you read another book, you are worth more because your body of knowledge just continues to grow. So you need to find ways to clone yourself. And I think one of the biggest challenges I hear from a lot of people is they're just stressed out about how do I do that? How do I actually turn that into a program or product? And maybe a lot of them just don't even know what these different things are. So I think, could we just quickly break down like some very simple example options for them? Because the first next option I hear from a lot of people is just turning into a live group program where basically instead of teaching this stuff one-on-one, they're teaching it to a group. So like five people or 10 people or a hundred people, whatever, show up on a Zoom call like we are and they teach them and then answer their questions. That's a very simple example of leveraging what you do with, you know, instead of working one-on-one, one-to-many. Before we dive into all the different ones, what I want to, what I just want to presence here is that at every, at every income jump, there's a fundamental question and it's, it's who do I need to become yeah. Right. Like, who do I need to become to earn at that level? And unless we are so so there's all these tactics and there's all these different ways we can do it, whether we're doing it through high high end one on one coaching or whether we're doing it through, you know, live webinars or making products or writing books or like blah, blah, blah. Right. But that fundamental mindset of who do I have to become? Because however much value I'm exchanging in the marketplace right now is what I'm worth. And so if I want to become worth more right? If I want to increase the value I'm exchanging, I can't fundamentally be the same person. I can't operate my business fundamentally the same way. That's such a powerful question. I think that applies to our last discussion about putting yourself out there too. Like if you want to be the person that's on Oprah, I keep saying that, or writes for the Huffington Post or gives talks on it, like gives a TED talk. What kind of person does that? Who do you need to become to be that person? That's that's an awesome question, Kate. I'm going to like stencil that on my wall. (laughs) Yeah, that's a quotable. I really love that. And I think that points to understanding where you need to improve. So obviously, if you're going to scale to the next level, I mean, the biggest thing I see for a lot of people is when they're ready to especially go online or create online related things, there's just such a huge learning curve. So it's like, if I'm going to create, take my business online and offer this, who do I need to become? I need to become someone who understands this world. I need to become someone who understands how to how to get people to my website. I need to be someone who understands how to 
build buzz about the, you know, you, you need to understand what this all looks like. There's a huge learning curve. So you have to understand that piece of education there in addition to being able to, you know, just know your stuff. Like you have to be the expert. Those two pieces together are so, so important. And I'm, I mean, I think all of us are still learning on both sides of those things every single day. Well, if you want to grow your income, you have to. It doesn't end. Yeah. This never, this never ends, right? There's no end yeah, game with that. Another... If you want to, yeah, you just hit, mm-hmm. you're just going to hit your head against another wall. And I, I, I agree with those two, Rachel. And I, and I want to say too, there's another part of it, which is not even improve, but w- you know, what skills do I simply just not have at all? Right. Yeah. It's not even, it's just like, for me, I ran into it once I hit half a million, it was like systems and processes. Like how do I run all these contractors without systems and processes? And it has been so intense, like that curve for yeah. me. And for someone that comes from a business background, they'd be like, are you serious? You got that far without it. That's impressive. <laughs> you know? But no, right. And that's a whole other skill set is learning how to become a real business owner. Like someone is hiring a team and growing a culture and all these other components. But I think that's, and, and adding on to that, just the personal growth you have to go through. That's a whole, like, I would have to say, aside from learning in the last year and a half, aside from learning how to grow and manage my team, it's been personal growth, self-care, my own mindset. All of that is stuff that I'm actively invested in on a regular basis in order to help me break through to the next level. Yeah. Something that reminded, when you were saying like, who do you need to become to do this? I was reminded in one of my workshops, I was like teaching basically just like, it was really beginner workshop on just online marketing and how it works. And one lady raised her hand and she's like, that seems like really like a lot of hard work. She's like, who has time for that? <laughs> and, I just thought, and, and I was like, honestly, you don't have to do this. Like the, no one says you have to try to find clients online. Like if this turns you off, don't do that. Go hang out posters and give talks and do whatever, do whatever else. So like, I don't know. I think in some point you have to kind of know yourself. And if you yeah. just like, you don't have to scale your business huge. Like if you want to no, make, but that was the premise of the question. That awesome. was the premise of the question of like, if yeah. for the people that do want to double yeah, that the stuff that they'll hit and it's not to I'm say just you guys, saying, if yeah. you don't want to double, right. Then you don't have to, you don't have to. Yeah. And I mean, says you have to, and you don't have to do online stuff. I tell people that all the time. And you don't have to do my kind. I do content marketing and it works. But if you don't like that, you don't have to do that. You just go find something else that is a better system. But I think, I guess the reason I brought that up is because you can't expect the result without the people that are successful doing this online and doubling their business do these things. And if you don't want to do those, that's what you need to do to get that result. And like, if you don't want to do that, then don't just be thinking you're going to post one Facebook post and suddenly like, Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk too about, I mean, the other part of this phrase of exchanging value in the marketplace, we've covered like some of the value part with the money, some of the exchange of like, you actually have to be more um, valuable yourself. And now let's talk about the marketplace because the marketplace is a moving target, right? The marketplace right now is a very, it's a very different marketplace than it was 18 months ago. I mean, it, it doesn't yeah. look anything like it did then. And then it looked really different than it was before then, right? So there's so many... There's so many factors, not just um, locally and nationally, but also globally now with what with what is happening with a with if we really look at the global wellness market and this massive surge of of productizing services and, and online courses and and teaching both locally and online, all these hybrid models, et cetera. So why don't we talk a little bit about like what we're and this could be a, a whole other topic to another, you know, we could add a little another edition right of this and have that of like, where's the market going next? But as far as exchanging value in the marketplace, let's just talk about the marketplace and closing this conversation. 
Yeah, I love this. A lot of people, especially in the yoga world, think that the people doing yoga are like the same people that Lululemon is targeting. (laughs) They're in their 20s to 30s. They're already active. They're super, you know, into yoga and blah, blah, blah. But the truth is where the market is expanding is not that. Where the market seems to be expanding is we have an aging population that is rapidly growing. And guess what? They don't want to have their parents retirement. Like they want to be active. They want to go do stuff. So there's a huge opportunity there. We have all these healthcare problems and corporations are starting to realize that if they have a sick workforce, then they're not going to get where they need to go. So they're investing in wellness programs. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening that I think everybody should pay attention to like that, like baby boomers, corporate wellness and workplace wellness. There's a huge surge of people who just are realizing that they need to be healthy in order to perform at the best level in their work, at home, whatever. What else are you guys seeing as big things that are drawing your your students? Yeah, I definitely hear on a similar note that people kind of complain that a lot of these wellness, like the wellness stars on Instagram, it's all like late 20-something gorgeous women like on the beach drinking their green smoothie. And so then I think it can really put off other people that are different ages and shapes and sizes and genders and all of that. And But actually, I think, Rachel, what you pointed out is that's actually a huge opportunity because yeah. not everybody resonates to the 28-year-old girl like doing her thing on the beach, right? And if you can show like, oh, I'm a busy mom doing this. I'm a 65-year-old woman doing this. I'm like an overweight corporate guy doing this. Like that's awesome. And you're going to resonate with those people. And so I think the fact that you don't see people like you doing whatever it is, like that's okay. Find that model that's working of that 28-year-old girl on the beach. And maybe you can do your version of that and you'll be speaking to your people. I think with the internet, that's awesome because you have the ability to target like you'll find your people on the internet because they can find you because it's a global platform. So you can really be that quirky yeah. person in that one niche like that. Yeah, that's so worth replaying you guys. Just listen to that part again. Because if you're not doing that, I mean, it really does speak to that as the market expands, it deepens, right? Yeah. So in the beginning, I mean, back when I was in like a younger yoga teacher training in the late 90s in San Francisco, like the like the, the, our wardrobe was so limited, really. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like the whole yoga, hugger mugger was the name of the game. Let's just presence reality, right? <laughs> Nine, late 90s. Yeah. Those clothes and now are it's a fashionable ugly. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, hugger mugger. Um, <laughs> but, but if we just see like what's happened to the yoga clothing industry, right? It's just yeah. gone bonkers. They're in Ross. Like they're in, they're in every, they're in every like knockoff store, there is. And, and the, it's just the market has expanded. They're in plus sizes. They're in everything, right? Because this is where the market, this is where the market is. So then when we look at like, what do we, who do we want to be to whom uh, in, in that question? It's like those sky's the limit. And the more clear we yeah. are on that, just like you two just said, it's, uh, it, it really allows us to, to do what, uh, to really serve who we want to. Because the market has, like you guys have both said too in this, it's like it's never been easier or cheaper to say who you are and hang a shingle. Everyone has access to Google practically. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are in Africa, but it's like more people in the world now, you know, than ever before have access to the internet, which is like has more information than than human any person alive has ever had exposure to in the human history. So when yeah. you take all that to account and that it's free, <laughs> you know, yeah, to do exactly. all that, it's free to build your platform. It takes a little time. All right. But other than that, like wordpress.org is free. So there's that whole component of just saying like, okay, if I want to exchange more value in the marketplace, who's my market? 
and that where, where do I find them? And it can be so small. I know people running successful six plus figure businesses on one on one coaching and they don't work yeah. very hard at all. I'm like, ooh, that looks attractive. I think when I'm in my 60s, I'm going to go backward and just work with like three people and, you know, five hours a week and perfect a million dollars, you know, or whatever. Right. So it's like you can go either you can go in so many different ways. And it's really just I just want to give permission to people to like provide amazing value. Know to whom you're providing that value and what it's worth to them and uh, and get results. Please get results. Can I say one more thing that yeah. I just, because I'm here in Europe, so I'm American, I'm in London. And so I think there is a massive opportunity for any non-English speakers. If you speak Huge. English enough okay. to be listening to us and you're fluent in another language, oh my gosh, do not work in the English speaking market. Stop. Find somebody that's yes. working. Don't copy them, but be inspired by them to do the exact same thing in your language. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. So many countries around. I'm meeting people in these internet marketing groups. They are crushing it in like Romania yeah. and like Eastern Europe and like Spain, yeah. like these countries that they just don't have like all this English speaking stuff that we're like all these. Yeah. It's true. And yoga health coaching. Now we have like, we have coaches coaching in German and Russian and Spanish and, you know, expanding like that Massive Romanian. It is because when they teach in English, no one, they like, they lose so much traction when they speak in their native yeah. language. It's like, oh, these tip of the earth. Yeah. It's true too. And I'm getting body thrive translated into Spanish. I've, have you translated your books? No, that's on the docket, but yeah. I, I see the same thing. I mean, I have a lot of international people in my programs and what's amazing is for a lot of them, what I hear back is what I'm doing is like where your, you know, the U S was five years ago. So that's such an amazing space to be in because you're going to be the first to your market. And when you're the first to your market, when you're the first one doing it, you're going to have such an advantage because really in this world, I mean, and I'm sure you guys can, can agree with this, the longer you're in it, the easier it becomes simply because in the online space, like length of time matters. The fact that Kate's had her side up since like 2001, like that matters over time. It compounds the effect. Like it multiplies the effect multiple times over. Yeah. So start now yeah. first in your market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great conversation. So our next conversation is going to be on when are you ready to work online versus in person? And that's a little different than what we talked about in topic two about being out there and attracting attention. This is more of like actually when you're working like we do, working virtually, doing more webinars, teleconferences or e-courses, et cetera. So that'll be that'll be topic four. All right. Thank you, gals. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. As always, you can get all of the links to everything we discussed in the show notes, which are available at wellpreneuronline.com. So sending you so many good wishes for an awesome week. Hope you have lots of success in your wellness business. Pop into our Facebook group, which is called the Wellpreneur Wellness Marketing Mastermind, if you haven't already, and connect with us there because there's well over 700 members now and it's just awesome. We're supporting each other every day and it's totally promo free zone, which is awesome. Anyway, have a fantastic week and I'll see you back here next week with our next episode.